T-G-I-F. You guys. That's not a song. Thank the fucking IFs of G because it's Friday. It's Friday, Friday. Wow, what a phase. What a time to be alive. What a time. Live it, love it, breathe it, believe it, see it. Loved the J-Lo Super Bowl, but where was Rebecca Black on that day? (laughs) She like, I mean, they asked her too late. She was booked. True. It was true. Doing our quinceanera. No, 100%. And I just want to acknowledge the fact that, like, if you have this idea that me and Taylor, like, record in a fancy studio and put on blazers and heels and try to be, like, these boss bitches, I currently... Okay, I want you to close your eyes and imagine... Think about this. Think about Thor, as in (laughs) the oldest... Is it the oldest Hemsworth brother? Which one is it? Chris Hemsworth? Chris Hemsworth, but not Thor, like, the hot version. Thor in the last Endgame movie. Thor with a beer belly, drinking on an abandoned island with his hair and a little bun. I want you to imagine that Thor had a twin sister and that twin sister is blind and wears obnoxiously huge cat eye glasses. Ladies and gentlemen, in your mind, you ha- you are seeing me right now. You know how you guys see all those fancy Bachelor podcasts that need to retire and how they're in these like fancy... Professional makeup, professional iHeart studio, like land on the moon, gorgeous, flawless, never been done before, totally unique studios. Special. This is not that. Like we are sitting cross-legged on Emily's floor, playing like patty cake and doing this. So we are in a room I use for storage. So there's currently my view is um, old hair extensions underneath a maxi dress. I relate to Emily's hair extensions hanging out of her clothes on her dresser (laughs) so much. One time when I was in college, I was hooking up with this guy. My hair extensions were left in his bed. I tried to deny forever they were not mine. Deny until you die. Deny until I die. I was like, they were those other blonde girls who was here. They were like, Taylor. (laughs) You're making it his fault. You're like, what other bitch is sleeping in your bed? They were like, there was no blonde girl who was here. I came over the next day. We were like tight with them. We lived across the street from them. They had it hanging on the wall and it was literally like Taylor's hair labeled. That's my worst fear. So it was like, real. No, like, what do you do when a, you're making out with a guy and he goes for the hair? You direct, Emily. You redirect his hand like your life, like it's your fucking job. You put it anywhere else. You put it on your boob. You put it on your hip. You put it down your pants. If his hand is sliding up to the extensions, back the fuck away. I think that you are forgetting the fact that I don't make out with anyone. That's like not my own hand. Like the last time I made <laughs> out with someone was circa sixth grade. Shout out to Mike Linkowski. Anyway, we digress. It's Friday. We, we are back. We are here with a new episode. We are holding the microphones in our hands. Like we are fucking JLo about to tear this shit up. You know that meme of her flipping her hair from like here to Kansas? AKA me rehearsing for my sold out tour in the shower. It is me getting in the car before I'm about to literally do a rendition of that whole halftime show Never related that no one to asked anything for. More. Never. Me and Taylor are the new and improved JLo and Shakira. So watch out because we're about to blow your mind <laughs> so on the stripper pole of this microphone and give you some Hollywood tea <laughs> yet again. You heard it here first. It's actually ironic because what we're going to talk to you guys about today... It's actually really ironic that we brought up JLo and Shakira no, and being like boss ass bitches because you guys are going to like freak out how much we destroy not only the patriarchy, but no. the matriarchy in this episode. <laughs> the patriarchy, the matriarchy. We're not all. here for any Archies. I am going to throw two words at you, sister. Give it to me. The first is female. And the next? 
empowerment. And is the next non-existent? The next is these two words need to never coexist in the same sentence ever again. We are over it. We are putting it in a coffin. We are putting the nail on the coffin and we're digging it literally so far below sea level. It's not even funny. If you're that bitch that <clears throat> literally tweets every second you can, Alexa, play the man by Taylor Swift, then you're going to want to shut this off right now because now. Now. we have some shit to say that'll blow your brains out because... <laughs> You guys, and I know that probably isn't the nicest no. thing to say, trigger warning, but like there's some issues in Hollywood that we need to get into. Because the thing is, Hollywood is like all these people who are famous and have platforms, so they set the trends for the rest of the country and like make people think stuff is cool. But the thing is, here's the episode in a sentence. If you're not here for it, be about it, live it, breathe it. Female empowerment has become such a crock of shit. We both first of all like we're each other's we might as well be scissoring every day because we're each other's <laughs> biggest fan like we both run our own businesses like we love nothing more than being women who like run shit and support other women so I'm just gonna put that as a preface but with that said we need to knock it off with this whole bullshit I don't even know where we start you guys <sighs> let's just start okay. there's this epidemic in Hollywood <laughs> epidemic epidemic you because thought it obesity is. was bad that is nothing <laughs> no. Obesity is so 2019, y'all. It really is. Okay, 2020, I feel like, and I've talked about this before, I want to start by talking about how I feel like there's just this culture, Taylor, of, like, victimization. And I'm sure you guys notice it because every celebrity every other day is hopping on the bandwagon train of whatever's trendy. If it's trendy to be bullied on social media, you're going to come out and talk about how you're bullied. If it's trendy to be queer, whether or not you identify as queer, you're going to kind of conform to just kind of get some, elicit some public reaction. I truly no. believe that everybody who, like, comes out with these statements, I don't know if I trust them. Mark my words. Like, you guys thought Brazilian butt implants were a thing? No. Like, if Kylie Jenner had a third ass cheek tomorrow, you you better believe there would be lines around the corner. Like, Victoria's Secret no, would be shook rebranding crisis management mode right now. Because the thing is, this also applies to women empowerment because it's like, yes, it's great to empower other females and to like talk about how you want to lift other women up. I'm all about that. Taylor's all about that. But the thing is, it's such a like era of hypocrisy in Hollywood because the women who you're seeing from the sidelines who you think are preaching it like all about it believing it in real life when it comes down to it are literally doing the opposite for helping out other women and it's just so annoying to see them online preaching on these magazine covers on these conferences telling how much they're all about women empowerment and then their actions literally make them think that they are like the spawn of satan want to eradicate the female race like not doing anything like, for others. Are they actually living it? And this is how this podcast, like how this is how the sperm went into the egg of the idea for this Sex episode. One a one. Yeah, because Emily and I were talking about it because we always get invites to cover these female conferences. Create and cultivate blog her. Name it. She media. Like she knows. I'm gonna break it down. We keep getting these invites to cover these conferences. So what they are, they have these women who are successful, like maybe they're influencers, maybe they're actresses, whatever. And they'll have them come and speak to other women and people pay like hundreds, hundreds of, dollars. of dollars it's literally in the most ghetto place it's never in like a cool <laughs> place it's literally like in a parking lot downtown where you might be trafficked no. you might be mugged you are going there against your own safety like if you leave and your body is not stuffed with cocaine and sent overseas <laughs> it's 
already a win. It's a win. So they all have these. They have them all the time. And it kind of like grinds my gears. And this is where Emily and I thought to do this because we texted each other. And I said, if I get one more invite to do another like female empowerment conference, I'm literally blowing my brains out. And she was like, no, same. I hate everyone. The thing I hate the most is like women who hate men. I don't hate men. I fucking love men. Same. Like bring them on. Bring them on. Bring them all here. Shout out to Jack in London. I see you. I hear you. But like the thing is like these women literally make you think that like we're against men rather than promoting equality. And like, I don't know. I feel like it it puts like it, it's sort of this victimization thing where it's like women, we've been put down for so long and we need to blah, blah, blah. Like I'm going to tell you all something right here, right in a zow. As a woman in entertainment, I've had no connections in this business. I had to work my way up. Let me tell you all something. Every time I I work my ass off, every time I felt like I deserved a raise, honey, I went in there. I asked for that raise. I got that raise. Like, I don't feel suppressed. Mm-hmm. Totally. And I've it's never such a felt thing where that it's way like, either. No, and it's like such a thing. Well, no, you're like crushing it, running but, your own business. But the thing, you're so sweet. But the thing is, like, I feel like I've honestly been like, we've been made to feel like we have to be against men. Like, it's so funny. I remember in college, I was in this like, group um I forgot what it was called but we it was like a girl group where you all talk about your feelings and shit and like there was one day where someone brought up a conversation topic and they were oh it's called I am that girl it's like a women's empowerment oh. group if you're listening to this maybe you're in college you have a chapter and you have a different conversation topic every week and one week somebody brought up um you know like I feel like at work like I'm really just like like not given the same opportunities. I'm like, I'm not given a raise. If there's an exciting job to do, they'll give it to the man. And I'm sitting there thinking I was 16 at the time. No, 16 in college. Well, I'm not that smart. Y'all. I was like 18, 19. I was interning for us weekly. And I was like, I don't feel that way at all. Like the men I work with, like I remember I had a supervisor. His name was Ryan would always give me exciting opportunities, like events to cover things to write up. I never felt like that. And I'm literally sitting in this room trying to think of an example of a man in my life who put me down and I fucking couldn't. And like, if you can, like, like that's awful. It sucks for you, but I really couldn't. And I feel like we're made to believe that we have to the thing. And I'm so glad you brought up. I am that girl because what Emily was saying earlier about like, specific people and organizations that are all like yay rah rah like female pussy power like i'm doing split i'm like trying to do splits right now to show you we and both describe cheerleaders so <laughs> how what dreams about that no yeah and so there like i have my own website i've talked about it before it's mm-hmm. called talk to me taylor i've ironically tried to cover so many of these events and interview so many of these like quote unquote female leaders for my site and you guys wouldn't believe how Emily's like oh shit like from across the room (laughs) you wouldn't believe how many of these people are like "Mm, oh like I don't know like and you know it's because like my following isn't big enough and I've started challenging them lately where I've been like isn't this like you're you guys are charging people to come listen about how to be a female entrepreneur which is what i am tell which is your what paris you should hilton be. story i'm interrupting you because it's, it's too good not to tell which the, one that where remember. paris hilton was talking at that girl boss thing the sophie amoroso the nasty gal remember that convention in los angeles where they wanted you to cover for another outlet and you wanted to cover for your own outlet 
I think that's what it was. It's called Girl Boss, isn't it? Called Girl it? Boss. It started. This is another group that, like, I am just calling them. Like, I see them started by this girl Sophie, Sophie or Sophia Amoroso. Oh, you're thinking. So this woman also started the company Nasty, Nasty Gal, Gal, which is like know. the earliest like Revolve kind of type of brand. And she had this mm-hmm. convention in Los Angeles where like she was hosting a huge rally for women entrepreneurs, and like they literally reached out, they reached out to you and asked if you wanted to cover it for another brand, a bigger magazine, right? And interview Paris Hilton and the the magazine i guess was already covering it or whatever and you said can i cover for my own website i'm a female that's entrepreneur right. talk to me taylor interview celebrities doing things and uh, what exa- happened that's taylor? exactly it they were like "Ooh, like sorry you know we can't accommodate at the time so i used to like in my old days i would cry and kick and scream because i would Not be like this, this is the most hypocritical shit and none of you guys out there are seeing it with your own eyes ears and noses and i was like this has to be exposed so finally i got to the point where i was like listen, I am everything your little rally here is all about. And if you're not going to support me, like you have to be kidding. What is this all for? You're charging people like their Christmas trees. There's their year savings. You're charging people up the ass to go listen to you. Yet you're not even supporting the very person. This whole who who rah-rah is about. And what do they say? I think they like, I think they ghosted you. I think they like were afraid yeah. of the order. It's like, sorry, maybe yeah. next time because people are like, people like are so used. It's like literally, it's like breaking the fourth wall. You guys, when we call these people out and we call, like we see it, nobody expects it because there's such a dynamic in Hollywood where it's like, you stay in your lane, you do what you need to do for us. Red carpet reporters. We go to the event. We stand behind the red carpet. If a celebrity comes to us, great. If they don't come to us, oh, well. And like when you do something jarring, like if you approach a publicist and you're like, can I talk to this person? If you go out of line and you kind of go against the norm nobody knows what to fucking do because and, it never yeah. happens and we've talked about this before but they'll like just cut you off and they'll go like they won't give you access aunt. yeah and i have so i could literally read you like a torah scroll of people Please and scroll. women who have been like should i just start naming people do it call it out if i recall i remember got alexis, a list of names and yours is in red underline baby I rem- let's do it <laughs> i remember alexis jones i think she's the one who started i am that girl i think i requested oh my god yeah remember that i requested to interview her same thing for my site like they didn't she do charges it a fuck a lot of money to talk by the way like she talked to one of the sororities at my school put on a whole event i think she was like 10k yeah i was start when i first started my site I had she this. She wouldn't do it? No, dude, she wouldn't do it. I had this initiative called We Are More. It was when the I whole. Remember that. remember that. It was when the whole Instagram model thing exploded. And I was like, I'm over this bullshit. It's too much. Like, I'm tired of trying to look like fucking Malibu Barbie. So, my initiative with We Are More was for everybody to write a word, celebrities and non celebrities, whoever you are, to write a word on a like whiteboard that describes you that people wouldn't know just from looking at a picture. And I had like over 50 celebrities do it. And I remember like I asked all these female celebrities and to my face, they'll be like, because I really wanted to like get it out there and like make it like a movement so yeah. people would feel empowered to do it. Doing it. I got so I got like Viola Davis. Yeah, I got I mean, you name Dobrev. it. Oh, yeah, totally. Ruby Rose, like so many people. And there were women who would be like, I love this. Like I'll totally Lily Singh. Lily Singh. Lily Singh, if you don't know, is like Priyanka Chopra's um, like sidekick, Biffle. YouTube chick, popular. I just think it's ironic because I've seen Lily Singh talk on these female panels all about like, we have to support other women in the business. And I'm like, sis, where was my We Are More post that you said you were going to put up? Because the thing is, it's so convenient, like from your screen to do something, but it comes down to it. Like me and Taylor want to talk about this episode because like, 
We literally feel like the names of people you guys think are the most empowering women are the ones that will literally look at us like we are trash, garbage, if you will. Like, they are the ones who will step over us, not answer our questions. Like, Taylor, I want you to tell your Mira Servino story. Because I want to bring this back because you guys, I don't know if unless you were literally living under a rock with Patrick Starr, my common go-to analogy. Um, In October 2018, Harvey Weinstein was accused of sexual assault by more than 60 women. 60 women, you know, it started creeping up the actresses who banded together to tell Roman Farrow their stories. Huge thing. So, of course, as red carpet reporters, every single event we're going to, we're looking for celebrities who have ties to women who have accused, who have ties to Harvey Weinstein, just women in general. What do you think of this? And Mira Servino was a huge player who came out with a story against Harvey. And Taylor, you interviewed her about a year ago? I interviewed her at one of these female conferences and you guys, I'm going to take it to the She's next. She's not even a big actress. What no. has she been in since that Lisa Kudrow movie? Her biggest thing, right, She's was like Romeo. She's like advocate. Her biggest like, thing was Romeo and Michelle's I always get reunion. pitches for her, like, Mira Sovino defends, yeah. like, Puppy Mills. I'm like, So great. this is nuts. I'm going to take it to the next level for you guys. How about this? I will play you the audio of what happened on that carpet. Let's hit it. You know, seeing as how Hollywood really is the leading force in Me Too and Time's Up and this domino effect that's happened. I don't know if it's the leading force. I think people out there, I think people get kind of honestly pissed off when they say that, when people say that Hollywood is leading. We're just part of a worldwide wave. I was going to say, you know, definitely people do look, you know, the average woman saying corporate America, you know, they definitely do look to people in Hollywood, these public figures who have these platforms to lead the way. With that said, you know, is there a I know you talked about the difficulties of speaking about it, all the traumas you're reliving. Is there a responsibility, say, for an actress, um, someone with a big platform, to name a name versus just saying this has happened to me? Honestly, the onus is not on the survivor, it's on the predator. So I would never force a survivor to tell their story if they weren't ready, and they may not be ready until they're dead. They are victims. They are not perpetrators. Looking back, do you ever wish, you know, you spoke out sooner or what does it again play into your own timeline what you're saying I did tell everyone I knew at the time I told everyone in my life so I I, I think this interview is over because I feel like I, I, I don't really like the direction you're going but how insane is that I mean this is I get it. It's a really, really sensitive topic, but and I'm but not like, trying to make light of it. You let your name to it already, but, dude. Dude, that's what I'm saying. It's the like, New York Times can you call think, you answer. You would think like you've made this your life work. You're at this like conference to talk about it. You're doing interviews about it. Like you would think she has like fireworks in the sky spelling out her name and like this is what happened and like, I want to talk about it. Finally, you're asking me about something that matters to me. And like it's like another thing too, Taylor. Like I remember like this is a really important topic to you, people naming names. Like you wrote a great think piece that ended up being published by the Huffington Post about like Ryan Seacrest kind of other stuff but it's like nobody like Taylor has these amazing think pieces she writes thanks Sam. of course and you pitch them to like so many female editors at female brands who claim they care about women empowerment women in the industry and the amount of no's you get it's like the hypocrisy of like brands and companies and even blogs smaller websites that claim they care about what women entrepreneurs care about and when it comes down to it and somebody actually wanting to expose this shit it's like well fuck the only way we can expose it is by doing it this way you guys doing it like on our terms because no one else is going to see it like they believe it the piece that Emily's talking about I wrote a piece when me too was like first a big thing and time's up and do you remember everyone wore black to the golden globes because they were like Mm -hmm. in solidarity yahoo Thing to the Grammys. And I wrote a piece exposing E, basically being like, 
you guys have this shit going on in your own network yet a you're gonna you're the biggest entertainment platform like a you're gonna go out wearing fucking black and interviewing all these people a without acknowledging the shit that's going on in your own network and b like not asking a single person about it and talking about it it's like you guys are hypocrites goodbye so the piece is called time's up for e it's on huffington post have you ever interviewed any of the women um like deborah messing who kind of like oh went God, against because deborah messing during that golden globes thing didn't she like call ryan secrets out to his face <laughs> yes it was what happened and reese witherspoon was there too yeah. i can't remember this it was glorious because they had an issue with um because he was accused by I they had a stylist at E of being sexually inappropriate. Yeah. Like I don't, they did an internal investigation cause Ryan Seacrest was accused at the time, but the fucked up part was like whether or not he was guilty, which they ended up saying he wasn't, but like in this, <laughs> highly, <laughs> Big plot twist. like in this highly sensitive time, they have him as like their front man doing back handsprings. How triggering on the, exactly on the golden globes red carpet. So that's like tone deaf. Number one, that's like Harvey Weinstein's party still happening. Golden no. Globes weekend is Harvey's not going to be there, but like we're going to blast the name yeah. everywhere. It's like, are you fucking but kidding? The reason, How tone deaf. Yeah. The reason that Deborah Messing and other people like Ava Longoria too, thank God had the balls to call them out is because that whole, to their faces. that whole, Cat Sadler disparity, pay disparity, because Cat Sadler complained she wasn't getting, which good for her, complained she wasn't getting paid as much as Jason Kennedy. And you know what? I love Cat because, like, the thing is, ever since Cat Sadler left E News, you guys, a few years ago, after saying that she wasn't being paid as much, every time I see her on a carpet and I bring up something about women empowerment, she will give me a really good usable answer. And I honestly respect that because she's not running away from the fact that even though like she had this whole like thing happen with E and she like started her own brand and she's become more popular. She's not hiding from the fact of like how she got there. Personally, all of my experiences with her have been like, she's an open book. Well, I actually disagree. Really? Yeah. Because I interviewed her at a woman's March. Here we go. Lo and behold, and it was right after that whole thing. And I just thought it was kind of funny because I was asking women that day, like the power of you the pussy. You got a great interview with Kat Sadler that day. Well, no, I was asking people about the power of the pussy. Oh. And I was like, what's the power? Like, that's this whole slogan is like the power of the pussy. Like, what's the power of the pussy? What's the power of your pussy? And I thought it was like kind of funny because she kind of like was shy and she would, she was like the P word, the power of my P. Well, she's but maybe she, still like scared coming out of her shell from leaving. Yeah. Me. But the thing is though, she has a, she has a podcast called naked with Kat Sadler and it's like all about her literally getting naked with people in her bedroom. So I'm like, but you won't say pussy confused. That's interesting that you had that experience there because every time I talk to her and I'm like, she was cool. She was girlfriend. Cool. I don't know. I think she's really edgy. Um, I thought, yeah, but I, but like, so the Mira Sorvino thing that Emily's talking about and that you guys just heard that, that, um, inspired me to write the other piece Emily was talking about, which basically it's really provocative, but I argue, you know, women, with there are so many people who have me too stories like so name it lady gaga like huge names so basically m my argument is i get that you're a victim not downplaying but if you have this huge platform you have millions and millions of dollars you you say something like especially now because of the me too fallout like no one is gonna second guess like fucking lady gaga like nicole kidman jennifer lawrence no one's gonna second guess them why wouldn't like name a name bring the fucker down because that's only gonna make the average woman in middle america the rest of the country feel that much more empowered in her own workplace to be but, like i can do this but what if they're scared of like 
that backlash or like well, not they are working. scared well, well yeah, they I mean, are but it's not valid thing. like if you, even if you're that big of an actress like we've seen people who are huge like not ever work again because they piss off one person like that could totally happen if you're that powerful like there's even people more powerful than you and then your name gets spread around and then like i get how it's like safer to not call it's and like safe. and maybe for them too they personally aren't ready to like face their attacker like i'm sure that could take a lot of like chutzpah I think it's like all the above is totally valid. And I say that in the piece. I'm like, I'm not a victim. I can't even begin to imagine the trauma and can't even begin to imagine like reliving all of that and going through all that and having to make that decision. And I'm just playing devil's advocate. No, 100. Oh, no. But I address that in the piece 100%. The same event I emailed or emailed. Wow. I interviewed Mira Sorvino at, I interviewed a group of the R. Kelly survivors who were in surviving R. Kelly. So this was also, which I forgot to mention, which is huge and was a huge tipping point of me writing my piece. A lot of women in Hollywood will say, you know, this has happened to me. That has happened to me, but they won't name names. Do people need to start naming names and stop waiting for the tipping point once it's okay? What is your take? I would definitely tell them, um, if you want to stop them, take them down. Take them down. But you gotta if you want to be a part of the problem, then that would be wow. saying he did this to me and not saying anything. Because you know why? He or she or whoever is going about their yep, success, their still, daily lives. Yeah, absolutely. I think they should. And the reason why I think so is because if you don't say she did it, no one's held accountable. You get what I mean? 100%. I think a lot of people don't want to say who it was because they're more worried about being able to work in Hollywood. Why is everybody waiting for the tipping point? I feel like everybody waits for somebody else to do it. So that's why you got to encourage the nobodies to tell their story. So as you can see, they basically say, if you are a celebrity with a huge platform and like you're just like not naming a name you're part of the problem literally they look say what that. it did to them they were silenced not believed because i guess what happens is like these these manipulators like yeah someone may have attacked someone as big as jennifer lawrence but there's other women that they've gone after that's too and well, those women can't say anything that's the thing and i think that's my point it's like the shit will keep going round and round on a merry-go-round circle for like forever and if r kelly survivors are saying it then it's like what they said And I see it on red carpets all day long. Like people are like, me too, Yahoo. But without naming a name and actually making this, it's just going to go around and round and round. Harvey Weinstein's like, granted now he has like a cane and a walker and like can't even like get out of bed. But like he, up until recently, he was like living his best life. He was like at the bar and like people booed him and they got kicked out and not him. But like my point is these fuckers are going to get away with their stuff over and over. And I just, I just am fed up with it. I see it all day long of people being like, yay, me too. And it's like, I think that feeds into the bigger picture of this whole female empowerment. It's like, just be about it. It doesn't work when you don't have a brand that like is on the screen, but doesn't transcend in real life. And I'll give you an example. Busy Phillips. Busy Phillips was given um, her late night show. Like, what was it? Late night with Busy. I don't even know what the hell it was called. On E. No one knows. She doesn't even know. No, like tonight with Busy. Honestly, it could be called anything. It's in the abyss. It's in the abyss. Basically, I know this from sources. Busy was given her show because she has a hilarious platform on social media. She posts these Instagram stories, her children, Birdie and Cricket, Butterfly, Halo, whatever the fuck their names are. She posts like videos (laughs) of doing funny shit. Red Robin. Like literally, she's a funny mom. She calls things like she sees it. She's really all about like women, womanhood, 
female empowerment, whatever. And so E producers were like, this would be a great show. Like, let's get Busy Phillips her own show. She's really funny. She's really cool. It was literally canceled after one season because the way, my opinion is maybe this could be like, I don't know. I don't work for the company, but like the way she acts online and how she engages with her followers behind a screen and what she preaches isn't the way she is in real life. You know what I mean? Like it's more comfortable when you're in your bedroom to preach about all these things, to be that funny, goofy mom, to be that woman who's just trying to balance and have it all together, have a career, have a family life. And then in real life, when she's in front of a screen, she doesn't have that same ability to connect to people. Like when she's hosting her own show, do you think that that could be like part of the issue? Like people are so comfortable, like preaching a certain thing that's convenient and that's mainstream to preach and then when you're literally like right there when there's a reporter in front of you when it comes down to it when you're on stage you can't fucking get your headset together and not all the pieces are aligning i think you're spot on and the overall thing of this whole episode is like everything is what's it's kind of like what it's what's trendy and like what's the cool thing and to the capacity somebody's comfortable but when push, push comes to sh- shove like lily singh ain't gonna call you back sis it's like gabby douglas okay gabby douglas oh, yeah guys, this is funny this is like mind fucking i'm actually gonna pull up the interview okay Hi. gabby douglas get the transcript no i'm getting out the receipts y'all gabby douglas um was she was a part of the like fab five it was like the og squad it was such a good group of girls that took the olympics by storm i feel like it was 2012 something like that it was quite a while ago so she's like known for being this olympic athlete badass had a really tight group of girls around her female empowerment inspiring the next generation of gymnasts i was interviewing her at this event i was super sweet super respectful i was like i'm just gonna make this a fun little interview so this is what i said i said this is 2020 an olympic year she goes i know i said are you so excited to watch and cheer on the teams this is what this girl says to me We'll see. Yeah. So many things. So many moving puzzle pieces fitting together. So, yeah. And I said, do you still keep in touch with the OG five girls? She said, the OG five. Honestly, we've just been kind of all over the place. So, yeah. Sick talk. Loved it. What does that mean? Is that supposed to empower young gymnasts? I I literally just asked if you are still friends with girls that you literally (laughs) became famous for being friends with. You went to the White House magazine covers all over the world, flipping, gymming. You really can't tell me that you guys all talk or hang out in a group text or that you don't talk and you haven't seen them. You have to say we're all over the place. How fucking vague. No. I feel spiritually enlightened from her feedback. I asked if she's watching the Olympics and she said, there's so many moving puzzle pieces. It's a yes or a no, honey. There's no great answer. Are you How going to the gym this? or are you not? Oh, I might walk a little bit there. Are no. you going or are you not? No, I really, it's a, it's a lot to handle right now. It's like, are you going on vacation out. or are you not? I might go to the airport. Okay. But are you no. going like literally honey? Like it's the easiest question in the fucking world. I didn't ask you for a dissertation no. on the Greek gods of like the, whatever the no. Parthenon, like literally no. like I just can't kind of switching gears a little bit. That's why I think overall that like women with influence, when they get down and dirty about problems that matter and they're not dancing around it, it is so like important. And that's why, okay. So me and Taylor, you guys, when we were talking about this episode, outlining it, we want to talk about, a huge thing that came up um, and that we like have you guys have reached out to us to talk about is Taylor Swift and Taylor Swift's documentary. Um, she had a documentary come out last month called Miss Americana and it was kind of taking us back into like the production of her music, taking us back into like her life, seeing a side we never had to her. And like I am a huge Taylor Swift fan and it really struck me in this documentary that like she acknowledged things that she's never talked about before. 
such as her eating disorder. And like Taylor Swift was very, very skinny when she was touring about four years ago. You can see in some videos her spine was showing. It was very obvious. She said she wasn't eating. And then she has this full circle moment where she talks about how she's like so happy and comfortable being a size six instead of a double zero. And I was sitting there like, well, shit, I'm a size six. Like, and that kind of, even like me, a 22 year old woman who like, I've struggled with like body dysmorphia and like eating issues like my whole life. But like looking at someone like Taylor Swift, who like is, looks like a normal pretty girl, like is an anorexic, looks normal. She has size, she has hips and she's gorgeous. And like even saying she's a size six and she's had eating order disorder issues too. I look at that and I'm like, shit, for the first time you feel like a human because you're this untouchable celebrity with hundreds of millions of followers who literally never does interviews ever about anything related to your personal life. And all of a sudden you're getting that candid and it made an impact on someone even like me who's so immune to this celebrity shit. No, I thought that was cool. I was I was glad she did that. She has a huge younger mm-hmm. following. And these girls are growing up seeing people like no. Bella Hadid and watching the Tracy well, fashion show and being like, oh, that's the way to be. Well, I also told you, too, I'm like naive and didn't realize she had an eating disorder while it was happening. I was oh. like, I think she's just tall and skinny. No, I, I remember looking at that. You're, being Emily's like, also a Swifty. You've been to all her concerts. All of them. So I will say. And like, I don't know, that's just like, and I've seen her body. It's obvious her body's changed, but mm-hmm. she looks so great. And for her to like break that wall and be honest, I don't know. I'm no, that was nerd, cool. But like, that was good. No, I that, liked that it. was cool. That, that was, was cool. important. That was you calling. She's not, it's like different than like calling out a victim, which she's also done. But like, I think, well, that's another part of the documentary. Like she was being very honest about multiple parts of her life and her sexual assault case. Is that what you were going to talk about? No, I was going to talk about um, just how people were so like... Did you get people coming so to you that were upset about it? Or like, what did people think? Well, I, I think she did a lot of good. Well, I posted to my story saying I had mixed reactions and I'll just summarize it quickly. One, I thought she obviously has this like deep, deep chronic need to be liked and to be validated. And I was like, that's sad. And she, which I was like, I appreciate her acknowledging. Like it's for me, it's always like the Grammy and you could see Emily and I talked about like how disturbed she was when she like didn't get the Grammy. Well, that was such an honest moment when she didn't get nominated and you're sitting there and she looks like a real person, not like a celebrity mutant. Right. And then she would say like, I like there are people waiting outside her apartment and she would say like, I realize my life isn't normal. So, but then the other part of me was like, okay, there were a few things. One, I felt, and this is a, a lot of feedback I got too, is people feel and myself included feel like, and I guess this comes with any artist, but like, she's very, very self-centered and like everything is like you and your life and like your athletes to be when you're someone like I Taylor Swift. I mean, I don't know. That's a thing. And I'm like, obviously like you're going to be miserable because everything is about you. And actually someone pointed this out to me on Instagram is they were like, I was disturbed by how people around her, like kind of baby her. Like if you notice, like everyone's like, yeah, oh my God, that's amazing. Oh, you look amazing. Oh, that's so great. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, so good. Like, I'm like, does anyone ever challenge this girl? None of her producers ever said in any of the clips. They never challenge her. No, I don't like that. Or that could be different. Everything she did. Amazing. This girl, you guys, I blame the people who let her publish a song that said, Girl, there ain't no I in team, but you know there is a me. Whoever let Taylor Swift publish those words fired, kicked off the planet because nobody... That's true. Well, she said she was like basically admitted the fact that she's immature because of like this business and growing up in it. And my friend also messaged me being like, she feels like a 13-year-old in a 30-year-old body. And I think part of it is like people baby her. Ariana Grande and Selena Gomez is the same way. Just last night... 
you were at an event <gasps> with Selena Gomez. Oh my god! And you Selena guys. Gomez has this publicist. His name's Brit. He is literally at up. this event like her babysitter. No. He is up both of her fallopian tubes, her uterus, like literally and at she's all like, times. What twenty eight, twenty seven? She's a grown woman. This was so insane. Like he's at the event an hour before she gets there, just like waiting for her patiently. She gets there. He's literally like, I've seen him on many carpets with her. And they'll like, he's so far up her fucking urethra. That's like the photographers will be like, pretend cameraman. Can you please step out of the way so we can get a photo of Selena? Like he's so up her asshole at all times. And the thing is like, and then, maybe Taylor Swift and Selena Gomez are friends because nobody else can relate to them. It's like, dude, oh, I'll have no. my publicist call your publicist and make a play date. But it's listen, like, she like, you know, that's a thing. She, he walks her in like literally like has her on his shoulders basically like walks her into this event but this is the part that was nuts this is like a few a couple hour long like award show and it's like a seated dinner and we're all sitting I see him you guys standing along the wall like with his arms crossed Security like detail like watching her the whole and my friend turned to me and she was like you're an adult. Like, you have to have a babysitter. I'm like, that's insane. If someone came up and talked to her, you better believe he'd be there in a hot He's sack. breathing over He's her. That's been out for 18 hours. Chocolate mousse. But this is a thing. You know that Selena Gomez is paying him to do that. He's not oh, doing 100%. it for his health. He's not doing it for his health. 100%. And the thing is, that's like... That's insane. You, you, I mean, if you ever wonder how these people turn out like this, this is why. And it's like... I don't sure. know. And like, they're so it's eye opening. It's sure, eye opening. Dude. And like, there's a lot of good. There's, you know, there's a lot of like good that they can do with the power of the voice that they have done. Like Taylor Swift had her whole sexual assault scandal where she went exactly after the man named him. Even when he was fired, he sued her for like disparaging her name. She countersued him for $1 just to prove the point. And she won and she went to trial and it was awful. But it's like, and Selena Gomez, I guess maybe, and I'm not really that big of a Selena girl, but she's done some good stuff too. But you still wonder like how, I don't know, you still wonder back in your mind, how authentic is this? Like Taylor Swift using her voice politically. Are you really having that much of a fiery drive that you're going to sit there and cry if you can't produce a political statement? Well, so that's my last thing I'm going to say about her and this whole thing is my biggest issue was, and this is the ton, and I had guys and girls. I had like, 30 people DM me, which is a lot for me, guys. Like, yeah, it's, oh, it's not my mom, not my dad. Nope, neither one. But I had people. And it's not some random boutique saying we'll give you a brand ambassador code if yeah. you pay $4,000 no. to a Nigerian prince. It's not fit tea. It's not sugar bear hair. It's real live people. So I had people, men and women, messaging me just talking about the whole, her whole, polit like I hated when the documentary turned political and she basically says how she started educating herself about politics, but then like that's what the whole thing became about. And she calls Donald Trump like a racist homophobe. And then she's like, gets all upset and this whole thing and gets involved with the people of um, Tennessee and how they're voting. And so that's when I was like, girl, because. Did it not feel authentic to you? I know. But my thing is like, I can't take it when. I see how celebrities live, and so do you. We see them how they live all goddamn day long. Like, they are not like us. They are so fucking privileged. They have their assholes wiped by, like, people they may or may not pay. Like, they have the best lives. And so shit affects them not the same as shit affects, like, the normal person. So it's like what Ricky Gervais said. Like, who the fuck are you to tell us what to do? Absolutely not. So when Taylor Swift called 
And I'm not I'm not supporting Donald Trump. And maybe I am like I'm actually not political, but I take a neutral stance. But I'm just saying, like, you are perpetuating this stereotype that Donald Trump and his follower and his supporters are racist homophobes because, you know, that's the narrative that's going on. Like, I have friends and family who are Trump supporters and they're anything but so, like, knock it off. And the thing that like was really grinding my gears the most is this was like the ultimate hypocrisy to me. And this is like what we're talking about today is hypocrisy, especially coming from women. Like the whole documentary was about like being loud and finding your voice. And finally she's like, I'm going to fucking say what I want. Like I'm not going to be a silent little girl, but then she has a song that's literally says you need to calm down. You're being too loud. So it's like, what? Cause it's not your opinion. You're being too loud. Boom. Oh, plot twist. Right though. I don't know. And it just goes back to everything we're talking about. It's like, how authentic are you? How like we need to literally like put you in a lie detector test, like (laughs) plug you into like a machine because I honestly want to know like polygraph shit level, like what, how much of this is authentic? How much of this is you conforming to a norm or giving what you think people want to see from you? Like the constant need to please. I know this for a fact because I talk about it with my mom and my cousin and people who aren't in our business and girls, if you're listening out there, I know I'm like so confident you can relate. Like you have women in the workforce who are petty as fuck to you. I'm going to say it as a fact. I've experienced it. I have so many people who have experienced it. And that's where I think I get annoyed with the hypocrisy. Cause it's like, can't we just not be petty? I even get scared. Like this is so, okay. This is like so real. Like, so I do publicity on the side. Um, and I have clients who like, they're not mainstream, but they like do some cool shit. And like, if ever, or I have like companies I represent, if I'm ever pitching a celebrity for like a partnership or something. And I like, okay. So for example, today, Chrissy Teigen, I'm like pitching Chrissy Teigen to be a judge at this competition I'm helping put together. And um, I was looking up her publicist on IMDb and I literally just have to like look at the company she works for, look her up on Instagram, like get exactly what she looks like in my head to, re- to think ahead of time if she'll be a bitch or not to me. Like, it's so funny how long yeah. it takes me to press send on an email because I'm anticipating like, oh my God, like obviously the worst this girl can say is it's a pass for Chrissy. Great. I'll move on with my life. It's not even my event. But it's like the thing is like I amp up this thing in my head. It's like, oh my God, she's going to stalk my website. She's going to look me yeah. up. She's going to think, what is she going to do to judge me? And it's like, we have this, like, we literally have to always fucking compete and claw. And it's like why can't i just be like okay chris Deacon's publicist works at a really big pr firm who the fuck cares send next like why do i have to overanalyze every single detail and every single detail of her response that i'm literally creating an issue in my head that might not even happen dude i remember when i like a prime example of this is when i worked for bustle which is the whole premise of this site you guys is like females licking each other's pussies all day long like literally that's their motto that's their mission statement that's their logo like they're all about being feminist i worked for them i was like the first person they hired in la to do freelance like i worked for them for years they like literally i would ask for a raise Again, my male bosses back in the day, sure, no prob. Here you go. You deserve it. These fucking bitches made me do back handsprings, reenact Shakira's body language, hip, hip dancing, cure cancer, all for a $2 raise. I'm not kidding. It was like a sorority hazing. I'm like, you. I've been here for three years. Like They were like, we'll review your work in the next month when you look at these notes of how to improve. I was like, I ripped my eyeballs out, put them back in, read the email again, and was like, this is real life. No, it's truly alarming. Like you got, so I'm sure you guys can all relate to this in some way of like knowing women in your life who like 
are petty or you don't know like if I mean honestly trust no bitch that's what it comes down to <laughs> but I want to <laughs> like I want to play this for you too really quickly when I was at the same thing I talked to Mira Sorvino about I tried to bring this very thing we're talking about to the carpet and because again like it's all about the narrative that's out there which is like women are great men suck like no woman can do no harm I don't care if they fucking kill your whole family like they are a superstar so I asked Alyssa Reiner who was on Orange is the New Black I, what we're talking about I was like look the fact of the matter is we can cheer each other on all day at these conferences but women are still going to be like petty to, petty to each other in the workplace so how do you advise other women who are dealing with this to like actually address it in the workplace if they have to have that uncomfortable conversation with a female colleague or something. This is literally what she says. Do we need to talk about this? I don't think so. Here's why. I think any time we spend time talking about negativity, it's a waste of time. There are horrible ways that women treat each other, but that's not worth our time. It affects our daily lives, right? Say it's navigating the workplace for a female boss. So I say you find your advocates, find your mentors, find the women who support you and focus on that. Does this make any sense to you? Does this make any, like, why can't you acknowledge? Don't be a Gabby Douglas. Don't That's be a Mira thing. Sorvino. Don't be an Alyssa <laughs> Reiner. Be a Taylor. Be an Emily. <laughs> be a badass. You know what you should do? Be Lana Del Rey. Lana Del Rey's music is fucking badass as fuck. She also loves dudes, but she's not afraid to be a boss ass bitch. There's a great video of her. I interviewed her at Clive Davis's party before the Grammys. And you guys, there's this video of her walking into this event with her boyfriend, who is a policeman. And she's holding his hand. They're so lovey-dovey. And he steps on her dress while she's walking. She turns around and stares at him and goes, move, you're stepping on my dress. And then grabs his Aww. hand and they keep walking. Boss-ass bitch, can I get a fucking Nobel Peace Prize for Lana Del Rey? Like, the new quote-unquote female empowerment needs to be, get the fuck off my dress. Get the fuck off my dress, but still hold my hand. And then pay me. And then pay me. At the end of the day, let's quit separating ourselves. Rejoice in our tits. Rejoice in the dicks. Like We can, we will, we must. And I think that's all we have for today, folks. That's a wrap. TGIF, y'all.